Mary, an Advent poem by Ariane Braithwaite Lane. Waiting time is pregnant time. Hold, hope, trust. Possibilities and promise push my soul to its outer rim, making haven in the uncomfortable. What lies beyond beckons to what grows within. Come. Creaking, groaning, stretching. The womb grows and hands shape my soul. I cannot expand any further. It hurts too much. This rim, it's the limit. Then pain and grace interlock fingers, holding me fast in perfect embrace. I breathe into birth and cry my raw new melody. Only a woman who had actually given birth could have written a poem like that. Ariane wrote that poem to help us reflect on Advent, the time of year when we remember Jesus coming with hope, with promise and peace, coming to us, coming to the world. The hope of a pregnant woman is not an easy hope. It is a hope set amid many worries and anxieties. The hope of a woman in labour is even more determined. It stands firm amid great pain. It is the assurance that something new is coming that will make all the travail worthwhile. A life will soon arrive that will transform everything. The hope of an expectant mother like Mary is that no matter what change or discomfort takes place, it is worth fighting through to realise what is promised. This is real hope. This is the hope we need. It has been said that man can live 40 days without food, four days without water, four minutes without air, but only four seconds without hope. That may not be scientifically accurate, but we all get the message. We need hope in our lives. And this year, I felt that to be more true than ever. I don't know about you, but the news has really got to me this year. There have been days where I've had to limit myself on how much I take in, just checking the headlines once in the morning and once at night. There have been days where I avoided it altogether. How do we deal with the daily realities of war in Ukraine and Israel and Gaza? How do we deal with the constant pressures of the cost of living crisis and the daily calculations on how much food we can afford this month? How do we deal with those regular announcements from scientists about the symptoms of climate change and just how devastating its effects will be? No wonder 75% of adults in Britain have climate anxiety and 43% of them seriously so. No wonder the emergency services are seeing a surge in mental health call-outs. No wonder our secondary schools are scrabbling for funds to employ more counsellors. 
hope for many people today is in very short supply. We all need a hope that stands in crises like this. We need the hope of a mother in labour that will hold us through this current pain until a better promise is realised. And in my experience, there is only one hope strong enough to do this. It is the hope of the gospel. The hope that began with the coming of Jesus into the world that first Christmas. Max Licardo, a Christian writer, tells a story from wartime. After the bombs of World War II had ravaged downtown Warsaw, only one skeletal structure remained on the city's main street. The badly damaged structure was the Polish headquarters of the Bible Society, and the words on its only remaining wall were clearly legible from the street. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This is a picture of the Christian hope, says Max Licardo. Though the world may collapse, the work of Christ will endure. And just for a few minutes this evening, I want to reflect on this hope that is found in the Bible. And I want to begin by giving a definition of what Christian hope is. Christian hope is joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past that changes everything about the present. Let me say that again. Christian hope is joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past that change everything about the present. Let me take one part of that at a time. This time of year is all about joyful expectation. Children are eagerly counting down the days to Christmas. They're expecting a holiday, presents, good food, games with the family. We remember the pregnant Mary 2,000 years ago, happily anticipating the arrival of her baby, just like any human mother would. The run-up to Christmas is one of joyful expectation for the future. But as we read the Bible, it begins to tell us exactly what we can expect, not just in eight days' time, but in more ultimate terms. It tells us where the whole world is headed. You see, the Bible tells us that God has a great plan, and one day Jesus will come back to complete it. And we've heard about it right throughout our service this evening. The prophet Isaiah foresaw the day when the whole of creation will be renewed and restored. The deserts will bloom with flowers. The wilderness will gush forth with water. Animals will feed and drink. Deer will leap for joy. And all human ailments will be healed. It is the exact reversal of the climate crisis. Mary foresaw that her son would bring justice to all the places of the world where there is greed and oppression. 
She sang out that rulers will be brought down and the humble lifted up. The hungry will be fed and the rich sent away empty. That's very good news if you live in Ukraine or Afghanistan or North Korea. That is very good news if you're currently having to choose between eating or heating your home. John foresaw light coming that would overcome all the darkness in the world. Peter foresaw someone coming to bring salvation to our souls. You know, so many people make the mistake of thinking that the Christian hope is only about going to heaven when you die. That is so small when you consider what God has really planned. The Christian hope is for new heavens and a new earth. The whole of creation restored and living at peace. The Christian hope is for forgiveness of sin and eternal life. Yes, but life lived in the presence of God and in perfect relationship with all the world around us. The Christian hope is that one day justice will reign and freedom will spring. The future is full of love and joy and peace. The Christian hope is that Jesus is going to return and bring with him something so good it makes all the pain of the present worthwhile. In fact, it will pale into insignificance compared to the glory to be revealed. This is the future we are promised And we expect it joyfully. But how do we know this is not just wishful thinking? How do we know this is not just a fairy tale? How can we be sure that there is something more real here than the Disney films that we will watch with our children over Christmas? Well, we can be sure. Because this joyful expectation for the future is based upon real events that took place in the past. That first Christmas really did happen. A baby really was born. And that baby grew up to be a man called Jesus who walked the dusty streets of Palestine and left footprints in the mud. In his early 30s, he went to the cross and died. Three days later, he rose again. This is all true. We have the eyewitness evidence. We have the archaeological finds. We have the textual records. We even have contemporary Jewish and Roman historians speaking of Jesus as a wise man, a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of such men as received the truth with pleasure. And they weren't even Christian. There's something so tangible about Christmas, something so undeniable. John put it the best in the opening to his gospel. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Jesus was not Aladdin. He wasn't Elsa or Snow White. Jesus was really human. He was spoken to, he was touched, he was danced with, he was embraced by other human beings. 
At Christmas, God took on a physical human body, a body that no one can deny really existed. At Christmas, God revealed himself in a way that we can all understand and take notice of and believe in. As a church through Advent, we've been following a series looking at the promises made centuries before that first Christmas that were fulfilled when Jesus was born. And it's shown us that God always keeps his word. And now that we've seen that, we can be sure that God will keep all the rest of his promises as well. And that Christ will come again and bring about that joyful future that we expect. A pregnant mother knows that life will come after her labour pains because she has felt it kicking and wriggling inside her. The whole of creation knows that Christ will come again for it has already felt him living and walking within itself. We have a joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past. The birth, life, death and resurrection of Jesus all assure us that our greatest hopes will be realised. So we are left with just one last piece of the definition to look at. Christian hope is joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past that changes everything about the present. And this is why we read those verses from 1 Peter. They might not have sounded very Christmassy, but they are the direct outworking of what Christmas is all about. Peter lived at a time when the church was being heavily persecuted. He knew firsthand what it was to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. And yet he could still live with hope and joy fizzing through him. Praise be to God in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you've had to suffer. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and you're filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the salvation of your souls. Do you fancy some of that? I do. What it is to have a hope strong enough that you can go on rejoicing even in times of difficulty. What it is to live in a world seemingly so full of darkness and despair and yet know beyond doubt that something so much better is coming. What it is to be able to look back with no regrets at all because our sins are forgiven and our salvation is guaranteed. The hope that began with the coming of Jesus at Christmas that was realised in his death and resurrection that will be fulfilled when he returns is a hope so strong it can utterly transform the present. It can hold us firm in that hospital consulting room. It can hold us firm by the graveside. It can hold us firm in the job centre queue. It can hold us firm in that darkened room where we're all alone. It can hold us firm when we're watching the news. It can hold us firm anywhere. 
When talking about hope, some people use the mnemonic H-O-P-E. Hold on, pain ends. 2,000 years ago, when the Virgin Mary went into labor, she would have been thinking that. And because of the baby that she brought into the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, we can think the same. Hold on, pain ends. Mary would have held the hand of her husband Joseph. We hold on to Jesus. The Jesus who really lived and really died, really rose again and really is coming back. Christian hope is joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past that changes everything about the present. I want to finish with a quote from the Christian writer Nicky Gumbel. Our world is wondering, will darkness and evil prevail? Will poverty just increase? Will violence and war persist? Will marriages keep breaking up? Will depression continue to rob people of joy? Does it have to end like this? In Christ, it most certainly doesn't have to end like this. We steward the only message on planet Earth that can give people what their hearts need most, which is hope. Hope that sins can be forgiven. Hope that prayers can be answered. Hope that doors of opportunity that seem locked can be opened. Hope that broken relationships can be reconciled. Hope that diseased bodies can be healed. Hope that damaged trust can be restored. Hope that dead churches can be resurrected. Of all people, we must claim that hope and live in it and radiate it to others. And we must proclaim that message of hope to everyone God gives us the opportunity to influence. That is what we're doing in this carol service this evening. And that is what we will leave this place to do in a few moments' time. May all the world Come to know the hope that can only be found in Jesus.